Hey everyone, welcome to the Create Initial Podcast, the show that brings you insights and techniques from people in the creative world. We serve to help fellow creatives connect, learn, and grow. Well, I'm Jason Evans, and on my left here is Kyler Clapp. How's it going? Good. Good. You got to clap. And on my right is Kyle Lee. Uh, how's it going, Kyle? Great. Great. Everything's awesome. Everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. Um, yeah. ah, gotta get... That movie's good. That movie that is movie great. Is... No, it's terrible. No, it's no. fantastic. No, I despise that You're, movie. You were wrong. <laughs> I don't that care. That movie is You're so good. I don't flat care. out wrong. That's I don't not care even if I'm an wrong. opinion. I remember watching it in the theater as soon as it was over. Why would you go to the I theater said... to watch it? Mistake number one. Because I actually like going to the theater to watch movies. Oh. I would much rather watch it. I watched it on an airplane and it was awesome. Nope. It was terrible. I just watched it. I haven't seen the second one yet. It was the worst. The second one's great. Wait, maybe I have seen the second one. The second one's great because they still have Chris Pratt and, oh, I'm totally going to forget her name. Uh, She's Evie, or no, what's her name? Yeah, I know you're talking about. What's her name? Effie Trinket. Yeah, Um, Effie. There it is. Talking about Elizabeth Banks? There it is. Yeah, they... They voice her too because you know sometimes in sequels, sure. No, Will David, Arnett. Will Arnett. Arnett. Will Arnett. Oh, David he's also Arquette. David Arquette. Dewey. <laughs> David Arquette's doing it. The Will Arnett. C8. Is he uh, in it? No. Okay. <laughs> the best part is whenever it's like, why did you make this with just one seat? And he's like, I've only got one butt. That's the best part. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That movie was just. And the double decker couch. The double decker couch. Nope. You didn't even in. actually see it. I'm I don't think in. Jason's actually I seen it. I did actually see it. Um, you could ask my wife. Uh, we both don't like it. So He's the go. perfect definition of a creative. Who? The, the main guy from the Lego movie. What's his name? Are you talking about the character or the yeah, guy? Yeah, the character. Who? No, not Chris Pratt. Emmett. I don't know. Emmett. Emmett, yeah. Okay, explain. Everybody tries to shut him down, but he says no. Yeah. This is exactly. my double double decker couch and I'm going to defeat create. the bad guy with it. Yeah, hashtag #create. Okay, well, if we're going to talk about characters who create, I think my go-to is Kevin Malone on The Office. Well, you yeah, remember his stapler pin? You know? I don't. That was I remember his chili. Yeah, that was great. Kimber and I were uh, at a store Saturday and they had these shirts that were like a character like they had a Ron Swanson, like kind of like a like a Hawaiian style shirt. Oh, wow. But they had one of Kevin that just had all these different pictures of Kevin that it's like the walking through when he spills the chili. And it's like, so he's holding the chili and then it's like he's he's dropping it and it's all over the floor and he's trying to clean it up. And I almost bought it, but it was like 60 bucks. So is it a button up shirt? Yeah. 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 I've seen, seen the button up one with Ron's face on. Yeah, it. and it's got like American flags and yeah. barbecue grills and stuff like that. But I'd never seen the Kevin one. They had a prison Mike one also. Prison so that was Mike. pretty good. Ooh, uh, that bring I watched all of Space Force. Yeah, you watched I did it all. too. You watched all. I, I also watched all watch of it. So what did you guys think? We're I gonna was... have a duel. Ready, go. Go you go first, Kyle. Uh I thought it could have been really good. Okay. <laughs> Kyler. I also thought it could have been really good. My expectations were way too high. <laughs> there were, there's just some, I don't know. It could have been a network TV show, which is a few minor changes. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I think it would have been better that way. Um, Steve Carell, his voice, like. It's raspy. Well, it was like full on character. But he the was whole trying time, right? to like make it like, like raspy military, like, but then like there's some parts where he, it wasn't consistent. And so. I think there was there was definitely some funny parts. A good story. I mean, it it sets up for a nice season two. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was okay. What is it about like 
for me, Netflix shows in general, I always feel like there's they come right up to this border of like they could be really good and then they never they never eclipse it. Sometimes they're just not good at all. But like, you know, like a show like this, that's got, you know, the right people involved. It's got the right actors. Like, you know, what is it? I don't know. Is it Netflix? They throw so much money at it and they allow all the creative freedom that sometimes those boundaries, you know, I don't know. I just I've always felt like Netflix shows they always get so close to being like, like great. But then there's just something that keeps them from getting there. I think on this one, they, I I gave them a lot of grace because the first seasons are always rough. Yeah, yeah. When I go back to rewatch shows, I never rewatch the first season. Yeah. Season because it's so, bleh. But I feel like maybe they tried to do too much, or maybe they didn't do enough because they wanted to make sure the tone was different because Steve Carell's so. Um, his role as Michael Scott is so iconic. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was it wasn't as funny as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Like, is it? But they're going for the jokes. Like, they it's is it supposed to be like beat beat joke beat beat joke? Yeah, like, it's. I mean, it's pretty funny. Um, or I mean, written, intended written like to be they, pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, making fun of the president, making fun of skinny girl. Yeah, making fun of lots of like Oklahomans, flat earthers. Did you catch that part? Yeah, making fun of the oh, senator man. from Oklahoma. Um, He's like, "Cause the Earth is flat," and I, I literally said, "What? They don't think we live in teepees anymore. They just think that we're flat earthers." Yeah, they just oh, think we're idiots, go. and so, um, <laughs> sorry if there are any flat earthers out there. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Are you sorry? Your opinion is your own. You're wrong. Um, the Earth is round. It's flat, but it's still round. So, yeah. so like it's like a, a disc, like a frisbee. But it's wow. got like con, convex. What is that? Or contour? An ice cream cone. Yeah, that's what you mean. Sure. Yeah. Well, so like yeah, all I like a, the dirt and the roots from the trees are underneath. Yeah. And then. <laughs> well, I I haven't watched it yet, so I, we we will. We're trying to finish up a couple other shows, including Upload, which is Greg Daniels other show that came out this time and uh it's another one i think it's it, it falls prey to that first season you're trying to develop all these ideas that it, it just it, it kind of drags a little bit i think and plus it's like 43 minute episodes um you know so but it, it leans more on the drama side with with humor so it's not like just supposed to be joke 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 um so it's definitely different but uh i don't know with the streaming platform sometimes i think that there's maybe they give them so much creative freedom that yeah, sometimes those walls are just yeah. a really good thing. Um, the, uh, the part with the monkey, I laughed out loud hard. And so it took that, such a dark turn. That's when I laughed <laughs> super hard. And so, um, I, I, I knew because it's a space force. So you think they're going to do all the stereotypical space things. And I was like, nah. after the first episode, I was like, nah, this is, it's going to be random, whatever. And the second episode, they bring in a space chimp and space dog. And I was like, oh, we, we're already there. Cool. They're really going for it. They just went for it. CGI on this chimp was good. It really was. You sure it was CGI? Yeah. Yeah. You could tell it was CGI, but it was still yeah. good for a Netflix show. Well, maybe the money went there and said to the writers. So Netflix show that was good all the way, dead to me. Season one and two. I haven't watched good. it, but it's good. Yeah, uh, there's some language. That's the, that's the thing with Space Force. It could have done without any of the yeah. foul language, and that was the only thing in it that made it 
MA, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. it, there was no need for that. And it would have been totally. Yeah. That's I always, uh, I've heard Lauren Michaels talk a lot, like, cause you know, he's had millions of opportunities to do like streaming platforms and, or the HBO or, you know, where there's no, none of the censorship stuff, but he, he loves the censors. Like, and he loves the, his writers writing things that are way too far and the censors come back and be like, you can't say this or you need to rewrite this. But he loves it because it forces his, his characters and his writers to be that much more creative. Yeah. And, you know, Dana Carvey's talked about that in a lot of his characters, how when they're originally written, they're like, like, you know, it's, it's language or it's inappropriateness and all this. But then when the censors come back, somehow the way he has to reword something makes it way funnier than it was originally intended. Yeah. Um, but you know, so they, they, they like the constraints of network television because it forces them to be more creative, uh, in pushing those boundaries. Um, obviously as church creatives, we're not pushing those boundaries. Right? Not all of us. Not Maybe all we us. should be. I mean, Kyler obviously is. I want to be yeah. a censored. That sounds like a fun job. You need to be censored is the, Wrong. Well, from what I hear. Nope. Oh, no. No, never. Get the bleep button ready. So you would like to be a censor. Yeah. You'd like to be the one that everyone hates. Yeah, I'd like to be the one that goes, you can't say that. Oh, try it now. Go, Kyle. Um, uh, I think, can't say that. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that what they do? Yeah. I mean, but they don't, you know, then they... They let me say it first. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to do it anymore. Oh. Well, well go ahead. Let's try. Um, I don't have, I don't have a hot take to say. Um, tap dancing is stupid. You really can't say that. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> tap dancing. Someone just got Hold offended. On. So now he has to come okay, back. I have to come he has back. to alter it. Tap dancing is for those that brains are not developed all the way yet. You still can't say that. Man, it's a tough sensor. Can you go? Can you go back one more time? <laughs> when tap dancing exists. Great. We love that. <laughs> When I, We're in the clear. Using the word censor so much reminds me of the Tiny Toons theme song. Like the baby the Tiny Toons Adventures. Comic, the comic dispensers have cracked up all the censors. Yeah, that's good. I kind of forgot that theme song. I remember the show. I, I we're tiny, the we're toony, like, we're all a little yeah. loony, and in this cartoony, we're invading your TV. Okay, stop. We don't. We don't want to pay Warner Brothers. <laughs> Well, I can take a break. Now I can go. The comic dispensers. <laughs> the and they cracked the little hammer. Cracked yeah. the sensors. Yeah, that was. Tiny Toons was awesome. It, Tiny Toons was great. Animaniacs was awesome. Those were like way before those, your time. I know. I know what the. Anna, what is the Animaniacs. I know what they look like. <laughs> hey, that's something. I wasn't allowed <laughs> to watch Animaniacs. Really? Was it too risque? Yeah, I couldn't watch All Real Monsters. Couldn't watch Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah. I couldn't watch. Animaniacs. Definitely no Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, Ren and Stimpy couldn't watch. That's yeah. why I bought I, I bought some socks that have Rocco. They have Ren and Stimpy on them. So now I'm just a rebel. Take that. You know, hey dad. Arnold. Even even as like Hey Arnold, what's up? It doesn't hold up. It really it, doesn't. It's on Hulu and I tried to watch it and I was like I don't I don't know if any of those shows will hold up, but I remember like Rocco's Modern Life, like at eleven years old, I was sitting there watching it going like this show's a trip. <laughs> like it's You know it's, they they made a new one. Yeah, I know, but did you watch it, it didn't last very long, did no. it? No. Okay. I didn't see any of it, no. Me either. Yeah. I mean I didn't have any context. I didn't see the first one. Yeah. Animaniacs was great though. That was a Cat that, Dog. That's how I learned that's how I learned my state capitals in the Animaniacs, because one I'm saying a song about it. Um 
I learned something else too. They just put School of Rock. Isn't that the one? The one that's like like the how a bill gets made. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they put it up on it's Disney Plus. It's not School Plus. of Rock. Or it's it called a House, House of How- House of Rock. No. What's it called? Um, it's School of Rock. Schoolhouse Rock. Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah. Thank you, producer Chris. Thank you, producer Chris. School of Rock is with Jack Black. Uh, we have to point out which is a great, <laughs> bit, which is a great movie, and uh, it, yeah, it's awesome. We have to point out that I t- stole his microphone. <laughs> we do, since we brought up producer Chris. We have to point out uh, he doesn't have a mic today because you did not bring yours from home. I forgot it because oh, I was searching for pants. Yeah, searching for pants. I set it out because now I look like I should be in a coffee shop right here. Yeah, where's your guitar? And for those of you listening on the in the means of audio podcast, you have no idea what he's doing. I'm just playing the guitar. They can hear it. There it is. Oh, speaking of, I downloaded the free version of... Or, this is good for our listeners. Apple is... Uh, I shook the whole table, sorry. Apple is allowing a 90-day free trial of Logic Pro. Oh, really? Yeah. That's three months. That is three months. And um, so I downloaded that because the one, the version I have that I didn't steal, like a friend let me download a version from his, but then I don't really ever talk to him anymore because yeah. it was like in college. And so I feel bad just being like, hey, can I have your password so I can update my version of Logic? Um, anyways, so downloaded that and then I used the remote on my iPad. It's amazing. How? Explain that. So, like, you can connect your iPad or your phone with Logic Remote. It's a different app. And you can you can mix from your iPad while things are playing on there. You can play, like, the software instruments on your iPad, and it'll record. It'll record to your, to your laptop or desktop. Yeah, and there's the version, like, you can, if you pick, like, a guitar or something, you sit there and you, like, strum this, the screen on your iPad, and you can pick individual <gasps> strings so on there. That's cool. That's interesting. It's, it's pretty cool. So, 90-day trial? 90-day free trial, and then it's $200 after that. Okay. Oh, you better you better click that cancel subscription before before the date <laughs> yeah, rolls is around. Is it one of those things, or is it it just won't it'll just quit working? No, yeah, I didn't download it from the app store. I downloaded it from uh, their website, so it'll just okay, the logic every, site. Yeah, every time you open it, it'll say this is a trial, and then you can either click open trial or That's buy. So cool, though. And so it'll just stop working. Cool. Stop working. I said working. Well, we will post a link in the show notes. So if you would Man, be interested, look in at me contributing out. some real things. <laughs> contributing <laughs> since you missed all the serious conversation last week, good. but um, we do. I do want to ask: uh, Did you have a good good time away last week? You and the family? It was great. Lost my wallet. <laughs> Got it back after I had already canceled all my cards. <laughs> um. Now, can you, you were telling me and Chris a little bit uh, when you first got here, explain that a little bit. What was the, first of all, you got your wallet through the old fashioned mail. Like that's how it was returned to you, right? Yes. But how could it have been returned to you? I could have just driven back down to the lake and, and got it. <laughs> but so the, the, this little kid found it and his mom tried to message me on Facebook, which I haven't, I don't check. I don't have it on my phone or anything. And so, uh didn't ever see it and so she kept digging this lady was a saint trying to find she's not even from oklahoma or anything didn't know me at all um was like we gotta find this guy and get him his wallet back because there was a 20 dollar bill in there wow and uh which is a lot of money that's a lot of money and uh and so she messaged my or she commented on one of my mom's facebook posts 
And so, um, so That's how so did precious. you find your mom in that? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming maybe on my profile it says like oh, friends yeah. or something, friends or family and she or saw the same last name okay. and. Um, she commented something like, I think you know Kyle Lee, and we've found his wallet, and he's on vacation, and I think he needs it. And this was literally like an hour after I'd lost it. Like, I didn't even know it was missing until we were driving back from the lake. I didn't know I had it um, in my pocket, obviously, or I wouldn't have gotten in, but it's all That's, good now. I mean, the the links she went through. Yeah, and then she mailed it. Yeah. I'm going to mail her back the $20 bill because I told her to keep it, Yeah, and she didn't. Uh, or like give it to her son her oh, son she's a, a small child and i was like he needs some like he found a treasure you know yeah. um but i didn't have to get a new license that was my last step and okay. all of the yeah. new things i had to get and uh but got my new card i didn't have to replace my cash app card either which i'm glad because that thing's cool oh. a black one yeah and it's that got cool. instead of a signature i used emojis <laughs> and it's really cool well that's that is cool but well, yeah, I had a note in there for my dad that I've kept in my wallet for like 15 years. And so that was the only thing I was like, dang, I bet that's ruined. Yeah. But it wasn't. Oh, well, good. Boom. So I made a copy of it and kept the original. That's now you'll so have smart. it forever. And now yeah. I put the copy in my wallet. Yeah. That's cool. That is cool. And I I just can't believe she went through. I know. Such really kind. She's awesome. from Louisiana. There are still good Allison people. Allison Edwards, in the world. if you're out there from thank Louisiana. You. Yeah, thank you're you. A treasure. A treasure. A treasure. Speaking of Louisiana, okay. Somebody feed Phil. Phil, the new show, the that show on Netflix. That looks so funny. It's. I mean, it's. He's he's an interesting guy, but it's just like he goes around eating at different places. And okay. I watched the one last night where he went to New Orleans. Like reality based, like it's both like, it's like food, real places, yeah, real food. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, he's okay, and okay. he he's the he was like the head writer for Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh. Okay. And uh, Phil Rosenthal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so, of course, you would know who it is. Yeah, I was um, like, yeah, duh, Phil, Phil Rosenthal. <laughs> that guy. And so he's just Isn't real... It? I gotta look it up now. Yeah, that that's him. <laughs> and he's real quirky, um, but it's just a real feel-good show. I he love the title around. alone. Yeah. Somebody Feed Phil. And, and is it out now or is it coming... It's out. There's three seasons out, but I guess oh, they wow. just released a new season. And so we started from the beginning. And, I mean, there's no drama. There's no... He just goes and he just eats. He's not a food expert. He just eats. Like he finds, <laughs> he finds what interesting people. He finds like chefs and like. It's just it's pretty good. Awesome, yeah. Phil Rosenthal, he was creator. Like he was the showrunner for Everybody Loves Raymond. Ever since we started uh, Raymond, this podcast, I actually read the credits. Ray Romano, <laughs> Ray Romano was the creator, obviously. So, well, they they got a they got a co credit, I think. So. Phil Rosenthal, created by 210 episodes, 1996 to 2005. Such an amazing show. It is a great show. It holds up pretty well, too. My parents like that show. Do they? Yeah, you were telling us about your dad. Uh, it was this weekend, or this past weekend was his birthday. Yeah. Birthday and, bash. And you you said, uh, he's a simple man. He is a simple man. <laughs> and uh, what did you get him for? I got him Flarp. So for the viewers that don't know, like, Flarp <laughs> is like silly putty that makes fart noises. And I got him two little, they're like, uh, what are they called? Weights. Not like the handheld weights, but the the circle ones. Medicine or, balls? No, no, no. They're weights that you put on the end of the bar. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like the free weights. Free weights. Yeah, yeah like those. Ah. Except they were two pounds each. 
Nice. So I was like, got you some weights for your birthday, yeah. Dad. Because he was like, balls. in a past life, he was like a bodybuilder, right? Yeah. I mean, he's pretty tall for his age, I guess. Yeah. Jim's his happy place. So I didn't know if he would like that because they were gag gifts, but because my siblings got him the real farm. gifts. I do, kind of. But he goes to the gym. Why doesn't he out there we just have like, gyms, Kyle. We're not savages. Well, I just imagine a farmer just going out there and like making his own he's gym. He's not a farmer. He's not a farmer. He grew up on a farm. We don't live on a farm, but we live in Farmville. Well, that's why I just said I thought you lived on a farm, and you said I do. And now you just said you don't. Well, there's Get like, your story there's straight. There's like hay bales and cows what, next to my think, houses. Well, I think what she's trying to my say, because I grew up in the same area, same yeah. area. it's country. Country. Like, so there's farmland. You don't need a gym. If you're out there tossing hay bales, you don't need a gym. Believe me, because I've done that. I, I agree. I have as well. I agree. No, you haven't. We are K U N T R E country. Yeah, think about that one. Okay. Wow. I didn't like that. <laughs> well, uh, country is the worst music, also. Uh, true. A couple things before. Finally, something we agree on, Kyle. It's <laughs> the first time it's history on the Great Initial Podcast. Uh, before we, we start wrapping up, though, I was wondering, you know, we. Churches in Oklahoma and this part of the country, especially, are starting to to reassimilate and reassemble inside their buildings. Uh, have you guys either a been a part of reentry or b seen any churches that uh, are doing anything? We, we've talked a lot during the pandemic about how we hope churches learn from it. Have we seen anything uh, with our own eyes of how churches are are learning uh, through this as they reenter the buildings? I my church um, opened back up this weekend officially. We'd done outside service last week, um, and before we were originally supposed to open up on the seventeenth, but people don't people don't want to come back. Mm-hmm. And I mean, my pastor openly expressed that he's concerned that we've shifted towards consumer, and I know we've talked about this a consumer mindset um, in the church, um, and because it's not that people don't they're germaphobes or they aren't concerned about Corona because they're not wearing masks. They're not washing their hands. Everything's back to normal. Um, so they're just coming, not coming because they want to watch online. So it was weird. We normally have six services, but we had three and we didn't even, um, pack out the three, which it wouldn't be packed out because the rows were space, but it was weird. So they did still like close off like alternate rows. Yeah. We didn't mark it, but the people were encouraged to sit separately, which is tough. They didn't mark them this time because families are bigger than, um, like groups of people that live with each other, families, et cetera, are bigger than what we were reserving. So, yeah, it's, I think it's interesting. You said like he's, he thinks that we've shifted to a consumer, uh, mindset, which I, I feel like anything that the people like have shifted to has been, a direct result of the way church has been the mm-hmm. last several years, yeah. like the yeah. last 10 years. Like we've pushed them towards that, an entertainment-based um, experience, you know, like come be entertained and mm-hmm. um, in the most convenient way possible. Yeah. And so we've we've pushed convenience, we've pushed all of that. And so um, I have not been back to any place. Uh, Libby went to church yesterday um, to a place, to a church uh, with my sister and brother-in-law, they're not having childcare yet. Yeah, and at the church, and so I didn't think it would be a good idea for us to yeah take the whole wagon. But uh, um, you know, she she was like, I really want to go to church, and I was like, you should go. And yeah, so been watching online, um, different places, and um, have you did you watch Bridgetown? Yes, it was pretty good. 
it's my favorite. And yeah. so yeah. Um, the, this past Sunday was, was pretty, well, and pretty the, like their daily podcast yep. and um, everything that I've, I've really enjoyed. And I never would have watched it had yeah. all this not happened. Not that I mean, I love John Mark Comer. I just never yep. would have. Well, they Bridgetown for me, uh, good shepherd out of New York. Like they, caught my attention through all this like they started doing the things and and of course Bridgetown came to my mind because you mentioned it um but I agree with everything you've you've said but um and they're both in locations right now that are still doing online only um but they're they're just I mean they're doing such creative things their worship is it's unlike anything else out there and then but it's done so well and I don't know, using that drum machine. You, yeah. know, you know how I love drum machines. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and um, so. But, you know, and to, to your point and to your point about what your pastor said, like, yeah, I mean, we, we aren't shifting to consumer Christianity. Like, we shifted in, like, 2005. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like, we're, it's like people who say we uh, are moving into a postmodern world. Well, no, we've, we're way beyond that. Yeah. You know, it's like the, the shift is no longer there. I think maybe it's just some people are realizing the shift has occurred mm-hmm. like that. You know, maybe they were in denial before and maybe they just didn't see it before, but realizing that I don't think the church, we can blame, we can blame a lot of things. We can blame you know society. We can blame the post-Christian world. All this stuff is why people don't want to come to church. But the truth is we've made it easy for them not to want to come to church mm-hmm. yeah. um, either by our actions, by the availability we've given them um, or by truthfully taking, you know, actual Christian things out of the church. Um, you know, some people want a little bit more than just uh, three songs and a message. But three rock Say songs it. and a hymn. Three rock songs and a hymn. Yeah. Yep. That's the shout out to you, Aaron Nyquist. <laughs> Nyquist. That's right. Um, but you know, and I've always, I always feel a little bit of confliction as like someone who works, you know, in churches creatively, because it's like on one hand, a lot of people have jobs. Because we've we've adopted this this style in the church, and we've adopted the need for like online presence and you know staging and lights and you know cameras and just in all this stuff. So it's like we're talking to a lot of people who have jobs because of this. So it's not like you know there's just a little bit of confliction because it's not like you just want we need to do away with all of it because then you know people who have have good lives you know because of yeah. these jobs. Um, but it's just, there's, there's gotta be a challenge, I think, creatively for us to figure out how can we go back to being different in the world, um, than, than what people are seeing everywhere else throughout the week. Um, to me, that's a real creative challenge and it may actually mean doing less, which again, could, could influence the, having a full-time job. I don't know. Doing less, but what you do, making it more intentional and yeah knowing the why behind why you're doing it, not just because, yeah. well, we've got to do it because everyone else is doing it. Or if they're not watching us online, they're going to be watching some Satan show, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, I don't think that's the the best way to look at it, you know? Yeah. What do you think? <sighs> she disagrees. I don't, he, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, say what you said again. I got lost in Kyle's I answer. Repeat, I don't want to repeat. Okay, uh, so you're talking about you're talking about, <laughs> you know, it's Monday. I know, I know. It's a long weekend. I you're yeah, out in the pool really all weekend. Was. No, and I worked. I worked. Didn't work yesterday, Sunday. But she threw some hay. Church? No, I was at church from 
Eight fifty to two o'clock. Were you, were you part of the worship team Sunday? No, I did okay. outside entertainment. Oh, that's right, that's right. Like juggling and stuff. So yeah. hold on, can we? And I, I mean, I love your church. Like I love all the. No, people let's on talk staff. about it. I, I, um, you know, I I live across the street from people on the staff of your church. We've had several of their staff members on our podcast. So I love what your church does, but just the fact that you said no, I was on outside entertainment. I'm reminded of Six what? Flags. Like you're out yeah. there on stilts. You're that old man dancing to the. You're, the you're out there on stilts making man. balloon animals for the kids as they come but, in. Well, so a you know because I know I cut you off. So what did that mean? What did outside entertainment mean? They they wanted music to be played, which they had food trucks and stuff, okay. which they they they've been doing more so on Sundays. But um, I think it was just to fill a space. But one of the pastors texted me. Um, afterwards and was like thank you so much like they were aware the crowd wasn't as big but they were like we had you do this to create a welcoming um, and like chill environment just to kind of really you know round out the whole field because a lot of times outside of the church totally feels inside different than inside mm-hmm. of the church because it's like you walk when you walk into my church especially it's like people talking music playing like super coffee shop vibes but outside um, there's like four pastors standing with signs and they're doing great job, but it's hot. Nobody wants to be outside. So yeah. that's kind of why they had round out the vibes. So you had to be outside. <laughs> they put me in the shade though. I was uh, blessed. I was like, I'm about to be red for the Lord. She was out there burnt on the, for the Lord. <laughs> she was out there on the Velcro wall. Just, <laughs> just hanging out, handing out <laughs> tickets to the Velcro wall. <laughs> well, but to answer your yeah, question so, before, yeah. um, I, we sent a creative meeting last week with um, a couple pastors and they were talking one a concern had come up for a specific event was timing for worship and um, in reference to consumerism I think the argument is a lot of worship has become convenient um, in a church setting because we cut it short we don't make room for the spirit to flow but one of the pastors um, counter argument I guess to that was when we have a shorter amount of time to do things we become more intentional and I've noticed that in the church because a lot of times we're like, we have 20 minutes and then when it hits 25, like that's when we really, yeah. you know, give it to them. And I, I've i sat in shorter sets where right from the get-go, the worship team was like, no, like this is what we're here for. We're not here to make this convenient. It's not about the show, yada, yada, yada. But, and I feel like they've had to do that with online because nobody wants to sit at a computer and yeah. watch it for an hour. I don't know what that had to do with the question you asked. That's that's what I was thinking. Well, I mean, I, I think you you bring up some good points. Like because we we are trained. I think for me one of the biggest struggles is when you get so trained and locked into the order of service. Yep. Being and being timed. Now, I mean, when we have an event, like you know, Chris knows, like we we have everything timed out, you know, but it's like it, it's an event. Like it's, it's a, it's a produced, you know, thing. I don't think Sunday morning. Yeah. We need to produce it. We need to, to stay on our guard as far as time goes. We need to prepare, but like, yeah, a 30 minute worship set could be way too long or it could be way too short depending on the effort the worship team's putting into it. But I think it also has to go with what does the audience expect? Do they expect three songs and they know the third song is the one where I'm supposed to raise my hands? Um, or do they know it's going to be six songs? And so it's okay if I'm 15 minutes late because I'm not going to really miss anything but music. 
Um, so to me, creatively, the challenge becomes how do we keep the audience engaged, but in a way that's like off balance. And so is it, you know, just starting with the, the message, you know, having the pastor be the first thing out of the gate, do the message, and then you do worship after that. And so, Whoa. you know, is it is it doing a song and then doing communion and then, you know, doing a few more songs and, and the, you know, how can you, you, I mean, obviously every week doesn't have to be different, but it's like, if you're feeling like people are just coming because they, they have everything timed out and they know, okay, I can get my coffee during the first song. I can talk to, to Joey, you know, during songs two and three, and I'll come in right as they're finishing up the last song. And the, the, uh, the host is going to come out and welcome everyone. And, you know, we've got giving baskets in the back and, you know, like the, the, the script is the same. Yep. So I think creatively, how do we, how do we make the script different in such a way that the audience stays engaged? Because ultimately, everything we've talked about has nothing like we haven't even mentioned God in all this, right? Yeah. You know, and I think that that's a problem. Yeah. Because in those creative meetings, I sat in that same creative mm-hmm. meeting that you were in. When did we actually talk about God? Mm-hmm. It was for the last, we were in an hour and a half meeting. We didn't actually talk about God for the last, until the last 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And which essentially that undid the, the whole first hour and 10 minutes. Yeah. So, you know, it was that, that's the struggle I think. And, and so if a pastor is concerned that people are not going to come to the church anymore because we've made it easy for them, I think creatively we've got to make it, what do we give them that is spiritual that they can't get by watching at home on a screen. Yeah. Um, because they can get messages and music all day long. And, and <clears throat> normally at a much better quality than yeah. the online <laughs> thing that a lot of people are putting out. Yeah. Um, I think for like, and I've talked about this before, but like people love to check off boxes. And I think that the church has seen that and they've, we've made, sometimes we make our Sunday mornings just a place where people can come and check off their yeah. boxes for church. So, all right, I gotta get coffee box. I gotta, yeah. I gotta sing this latest song that's on the radio. Yeah, check off that box. I gotta oh, hear. Good. I gotta be encouraged and uplifted by this message. Check off the box. Yeah. Okay, I gotta go eat lunch afterwards. Like you know, yeah. and then, like I said, there's not, there's not a lot of expectation of hey, whenever I come into this building, I may be challenged beyond like I, by the Holy Spirit that I've ever been challenged. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. Not that there needs to be like a fear when you're going into church, you know, like, oh man, what's even going to happen today? Like I've, I mean, <laughs> growing up uh, at a very charismatic Pentecostal church, it was like, I don't know what time I'm ever going to get out of here, you know? Like, and so that, there was, and there was a sense of dread. Sister, sister so-and-so was there. Yeah, there was a sense of dread <laughs> sometimes as a child, but um, at the same time, when I started to get a little older, I was like, man, I don't, I don't know what God's going to do in here today. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I was excited by that. Like, it's the same thing, like, when you go to camp as, like, a, a teenager or something, you're like, man, I don't know what God's going to do yeah. tonight in the service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's exciting. And I don't think, I think we've completely lost that in, yeah. in modern church. Like, people know exactly what's going to happen, and they don't, they're not looking for anything else to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, I think that happens because we try to produce God. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like we yeah. try that. And that's why everything is so scripted. Cause they're like, this is the formula. For, 
this is the formula for God to move because that happened once. So now we're just going to continually do that to get the same moment to happen. And I think that's why people don't want to come because, I mean, everything's the same and they've experienced, you know, they might have had like a really powerful encounter with the Lord. And the next week they came back, same formula, and it didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, they were moved. They were impressed, emotionally impressed the first week. Mm -hmm. And then they came back and realized, over time, you realize, oh, maybe was that move from God or was that just my like was I just impressed because it was new yeah and I think people are realizing that maybe they're not getting as much out of going to church as they thought they were spiritually and that's a hot take and that's I mean if you're not if you're not growing spiritually why why waste the time like yeah make make some pancakes and chill at home you know well and and then you know from the audience perspective, like I'm not one, you know, you hear, you hear the, the mission statement or the, the calls for like, this is where life change happens. And you know, you, you make these bold statements. Like I, I honestly don't believe like uh, someone's going to come to church every week and every week they're going to experience some, you know, epic revelation. I mean, I, I, I think that would be awesome, uh, you know, but it, it, sometimes people are going to come and it's been a rough week and they, they are like mentally, they are just checking the boxes. And, and I think that's okay, but it's, it's when they need to be able to be fed spiritually. You know, we, we haven't done a good job of talking about any of this, you know, what's, what's going on in the world right now on this episode, but it's like, you know, if churches aren't providing a space for people to come in and be mad, right now, yeah. yeah. then they're not doing a good job. Yeah. And if they're not providing a space where people can lament, and if they're not singing worship songs that are full of lament and pain and sorrow, yeah. they're not doing a good job right now. Because there are people all over this country that that are feeling those emotions. And it, they need to know that, you know, the people who love God the most lamented. And that even Jesus, when he walked on this earth, he lamented, he felt pain. And they need to know that the same God who who can bring you the joy and bring you the the you know the, the whatever that that comes in a normal worship song, He will also be there for you when you hurt the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and sometimes churches just we don't do a good job of of really knowing what our audience needs and what they need is God. But if if we're doing our job, then we're facilitating a way for the people to find God. Yeah. You know, in my opinion, mm-hmm. but. love equals action. True. Saw that on a shirt. Nice. You might see it on another shirt. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just go with it. There's love, a, e- love equals. Action. There's another shirt. <laughs> I guess that's a that's a thing for like a adoption, like a big slogan. Oh okay. no, we have a shirt. Who does? <laughs> Did you not listen to last week's episode when you were gone? No, I, didn't. I was on vacation. <laughs> I was interrupted by you saying, where are you, after I clearly told you where I was. That's true. That was my bad. That was my bad. I'm sorry I disrupted your vacation. No, I'm just... It's, um, it's fine. But uh, we we do need to wrap it up, though. We've, we've I caught a couple fish. Enough, so Nice. Bamboo. I made my own fishing pole Man. out of bamboo. <laughs> you were so... I made six, so I made six of them, actually. You are so resourceful. And one of them fell off the top of the van on the way because I forgot to strap them down. But... Oh. Uh, Wow. Then I strapped him down. Nice. Very nice. Good. That was Mother of Perch, R.I.P. Um, but we also had Captain Carp. We had That's Bassmaster 3000. That's you the fishing pool? Yeah. Mother of Perch. Uh, Reel of Fortune. Um, <laughs> you need to market this stuff, man. Yeah, I got lots of bamboo. Yeah. Real. Go for it. I worked too hard on those for the amount of interest my kids showed. And so... And so you just like, you would just drop the line in the in the water? Yeah, you put a little bobber on there, and you uh, you're supposed to because that's the only 
that's the only way I've ever fished. We had I had a bamboo fishing pole growing really? up. Really? And so this water that we were fishing in wasn't deep enough to just kind of, st- you're supposed to stand there with the bobber and then, then you wait, but this water was too deep. So you kind of pull the line in. You're supposed to be able to twist the pole, but so Jasper would hold it and I would just pull the line in. We caught a couple fish. Nice. And what was the pole you lost? Mother of Perch. Mother of Perch. Yeah. Oh, how sad. Still yeah. got Real of Fortune, how though. Sad. Real of Fortune. That's I got right. the uh, um, minnow, mas- minnow Maniac. That's what it was. Minnow ma- it was a little pole. Okay. And so. Yeah, um, Minnow, because Minnow. <laughs> you know. Oh, well. I don't like fishing. You don't? <laughs> no. Did, why? Boring? I just too like, much work? Too little work? I don't want to touch the fish either. Yeah. I'm. I'm One of the fish I caught had a huge... I was going to say I went to touch the fish, but I can't catch them. One uh, of the fish I caught had a huge hole in its tail, like someone had just been shooting shotguns in the, That's sad. in the pond. That is sad. So I threw it as far as I could across the pond. The fish? Yeah. Good. I mean, it went in the water, but I was like, you guys want to see a flying fish? <laughs> and that's why it has holes in its tail. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, that wouldn't cause yeah, a hole. Yeah, some guy shot it. Yeah. Nothing to do with what, Kyle throwing what, it. What was that voice? <laughs> I don't know. Is that your best Peter Griffin? <laughs> I don't know. Who is I that? Thought, actually, I think that was more of her mom coming out. Some <laughs> guy shouted. Is your mom from Boston? Clean your room. <laughs> I don't know why that's our my siblings' impressions of her. That's what we always... Every <laughs> time the, something... That's the mom you, you hear in your yeah. head, right? Get off your phone. Hang up and hang out. <laughs> What? Oh, that's awesome. She needs to be on the show. Yeah. <laughs> My mom. That'd be great. Love we should have her, her call in. <laughs> Golly. Uh, What's we'll her name? Kara. Kara. That's it. Like you're saying it mm-hmm. normal? Kara. How do you spell it? K A R A. Kara. 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 It's Kara. No, it's literally Kara. She's my mother. I think it would be K-R-A. Don't tell me how to Kayra. say my mom's well, name, Kyle. There we go. I think there's a um, problem there. So, <laughs> Well, uh, Kyler, before we get out of here, do you have any, uh, Sorry, any Kara. final words? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Um, Is there anything I should comment on? Racism's a sin. Repent now. That's right. That is right. Um... There's no bones about it. it. It truthfully, truly is. And uh, Kyle, you have any yeah, words? well, I didn't know she was going to take it down <laughs> the serious path, but I thought y'all did that. That's last what I week. had to say. Yeah, that's great. If you are, um, if your pastor's not willing to admit that injustice is happening, then you speak up for it. Okay. That's yeah. a hot take. Yeah. Take yeah. a chance. Take a chance. Well, uh, that'll do it for this episode, and uh, we hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you. Uh, you know, I've had a good time. Hope you like our new table. I uh, hope you like the new table if you're seeing it. We still have the, the wonderful uh, rag at the front. So um, <laughs> From rags to riches. <laughs> from rags to riches. But uh, for Kyle Lee and Kyler Clapp and producer Chris uh, on the on the switcher, uh, I'm Jason Evans, and we will see you in a little while. <laughs>